Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to today's episode of Blue Murder Club. Um, sorry, Blue, Blue Murder Talks. <laughs> my name's Carrie and I'm your host, and I'm accompanied today with my fellow host. Lauren, hello, hello, how are you? I'm good, actually. I think I'm going to melt. Yeah, it's so warm. It is so warm. And I had a party last night and I'm, I've got a bit of sweating, all the booze out. Yeah, sorry. Lucky sweats as yeah, well. Sorry. Oh, nice one. I just think as well, I've just cleaned the pub. So, <laughs> lucky. <laughs> Lucky, lucky you. I'll try not to breathe on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a very brutal big shop this morning. Oh. And I'll leave it there. I won't go into details, but it was the worst shopping experience I've had in my whole life. Oh, no. <laughs> so bad. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting. I think I'm getting through it, but yeah, I'm starting to sweat it out now. Yeah, nothing like it. Mm, yeah, exactly. So um, today, because it's Blue Murder Talks, we've got a guest, haven't we, both? We sure have. Yeah. A lovely doll mm-hmm. from Scottish Murders. I was going to do it in a Scottish accent. <laughs> Hello, Dawn. Um, How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I've listened to your Scottish accents on the oh. Burke Your Birkin Here episode. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. Hey, <laughs> <thank> no! <laughs> You're as good at accents as I am. <laughs> We even sang in Scottish on that episode. I know. I had to... <laughs> Good go, Dawn. We tried our hardest. You did. <laughs> We're big fans of Scotland. We do. It comes up in most episodes. Yeah, it does. Some in some way or another. We always try and wangle mm. it in. Mm. <laughs> of Scotland. Got so. to get it in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Dawn, you're a fellow podcaster, right? And you've got a um, True Crime podcast. Do you want to tell our listeners what it's called? I think no one said, but... Yeah, <laughs> it's called Scottish Murders. Yeah, and it's just um, it's a victim focused podcast about murders that are carried out in Scotland. Yeah, it's such a good concept. Um, so we just wanted to start by asking you, how did you get into doing a true crime podcast? That was your what bit, bit about you, really, Dawn? What was your backstory? So I um, only got into podcasts like a few years before I started one. It was my mm-hmm. sister that got me into listening to it and I started, she got me into, oh, it's a bit taboo now, but Crime Junkie and Morbid. So I listened to them and I thought, oh, they were great, but they were all American. And I found myself always, you know, researching and to find out what happened, you know, what else happened. You know, they didn't tell me enough. And it was always American. And while I don't, you know, I like America and everything, I wanted to know more about Scotland. <laughs> So um, I looked for Scottish podcasts out there about true crimes and there wasn't any. So I decided to start doing it myself. Wow, there's oh. none. There, I think there's a couple now. Some people may have like jumped on the bandwagon and beat their head on. But yeah, you're a trailblazing mm. one, aren't you? Well, no, I think there was a couple that started before me because I took about a year to write research and get prepared because I'm a bit OCD. So it took me, I had loads of, you know, recordings done before I started so I think a lot of ones started before me because that was a bit slow <laughs> I see so you do put a lot of preparation in a lot of work into your you can tell listening to your podcasts well it started off um it was me and my sister started off doing it and um it's evolved a wee bit since then because um she's quite um 
she's got a bit of a dark sense of humour and a bit quirky. Mm. So she was always coming out with these things and it just made me laugh and I didn't know whether that was so appropriate. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. um, when she decided she couldn't do it anymore, I was like, right, okay, so I'm, I can do what feels a bit better for me then. So it's kind yeah. of evolved just to being me mm. and it's just, it's, I'm happier with it now. It's funny you should say that because Lauren and I, when we started our podcast, we had similar doubts because we want we didn't want it to be too even though it's serious matter that we discuss crime and murder and things like that we wanted to try and bring some levity to it didn't we Mm -hmm. but it's getting the time right so that you're not making light of the worst day of somebody's life but also trying to see the humor where you can just to lighten it up a little bit because that's how most people get through the worst parts of their lives I think is by just even like some gallows humor like your sister Mm -hmm. for instance Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it's a heavy subject, and it's heavy for us, I think, relaying that as podcasters. And I think some of the episodes when we recalled, we're way higher. By the end of it, you can just feel the energy drain. So you want to mm-hmm. try, that's why we did the Kevin Bacon, and mm-hmm. we try and end on something just to bring the energy back up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I started doing it at the end of mine. Um, it was called Dawn's Digest, and it was just like you say, just to bring it a little bit lighter, you know, you know, just because it, it gets dark when it's just one person talking about it and it's all really serious. So I started to do a little bit at the end when it was just telling people about, you know, reviews or things I've got coming up, but it's just extra work. <laughs> I saw that on your on your Instagram actually. I thought that was a really good idea, like a, almost a little mini Scottish tourist information. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, so, yeah that's what I thought but then I thought well I quite it was all right I quite enjoyed doing it but it was a wee bit extra work so I thought I've done another podcast as well and it's just called Scottish Digest so I kind of that's where I get my liberty just you know doing all another right. podcast just about Scotland <laughs> the oh, brighter yeah. side of Scotland that's good you found a way for you to do that because like yeah. you said you wasn't comfortable incorporating that into your true crime podcast yeah so you found a way <laughs> for you to express that side of you outside of the true crime which is exactly oh excellent oh good for you Dawn yeah it's Just... not always dark in Scotland it's not always bad it's no. funny Scotland after all Scots are famous for their sense of humour yeah <laughs> I was watching Billy Connolly the other day <gasps> love him <laughs> love him he's so good there's no one quite as funny as him so speaking of your former and that it's very uh, victim-led, how did you get onto that concept, though? It's because, you know, a lot of people are... I'm not really into tr- true crime, like, in-depth. I'm a wee bit weird. I'm not... I don't... You know, I don't binge on true crime documentaries. I don't read true crime books in my spare time. It's... But it's always... For me, it was always looking about the victim. I wasn't so interested in the murder, you know, the murderers. It was always about the victims and how it impacted them and their family. And that was what interested me. So that was what I found myself doing when I was listening to these other podcasts. I was going and looking for more about the victims. And it's hard to find a lot about the victims, isn't it? We, oh, we found that time and time again, Dawn, yeah. I agree. Because we find, we find it hard to relate to some crimes when there's so many victims that they'll become faceless names and numbers and it takes away the 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 human interest yeah, element of it I humanity, think definitely. yeah it does and I was looking through some of your cases actually and a lot of your ones it, I wouldn't say a lot but the ones I looked at there was just one victim and it gives you the opportunity as a researcher to really dive into that person's life and it brings it it brings it to life I think I, I think it's great your um format it's brilliant yeah, it's what works for it's what works for the individual, isn't it? It's just it's what works for me, and I can put myself into that, and that's how I get my empathy. But I don't, I'm not so much interested in the the why or the how. It's more the person that's been affected. Wow, yeah. So that's how that came about. Just me, per my personal tastes. It's what you find interesting. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they say that, don't they? You're not, you're never going to be the only one who finds something interesting. No. There'll be There'll be plenty of others who feel like you, and I'm one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, it takes all sorts, doesn't it? There's always something for everybody out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I was wondering, Dawn, how do you pick your cases? Do you have some, do you just sort of read something in the news and think, oh, that sounds interesting? Or <laughs> do you have a little format how you choose your cases? I choose a lot of cases. I think I choose a lot of them because... 
from I'm on the west coast of Scotland, so I seem to choose a lot from the Glasgow area. I think I'm being a bit biased. I need to try and move out a little bit, but I've picked a lot from there just because that's the areas I know the most. And I can sort of relate to them and I can like walk it in my head and oh I know that I've been there. <laughs> so um but I get a lot of recommendations. I get um oh, I don't know, I just it just jumps out at you, doesn't it? You just you just reading it, you just come across something. Some you could be researching one and you end up coming across another and you think, Oh right, well, there's there's one. So I don't know, I've had I don't know how to do it. It just happens. <laughs> it just appear. <laughs> Well, and I seem to always pick yeah. the older ones. I think maybe like the I seem to go gravitate towards the seventies, the eighties, that nineties, that kind of one. Because I'm, you know, that's my kind of time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do the newer, newer ones. I don't tend to do them because they're. I don't know. I would think that doing a really new one that's maybe just been in the, mm. maybe just had a trial. Would it be a bit raw? I don't know. I think the same. Yeah. Yeah. We, do tend, you? To, we yeah. tend to leave the really recent cases alone because. Obviously, everyone who that case has applied as a touch will still be raw, like you say. You don't really want to mm, be. Mm. No. <laughs> nope. No. Let 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 time, you know, heal, yeah. heal the wounds before you people start, you know, broadcasting about it in a podcast. So yeah. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad I th- you think the same. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. There's so much to choose from Dawn. It's not like you're going to be scratching around. Is there? <laughs> I know. When I first started, before I started, I was told my gran what I was going to do, and she said. Oh, will you not run out of them pretty quick? <laughs> no chance. No, no. Sadly, no chance. Yeah. You're right. Sometimes you'll be researching a case and another case comes together, like intercepts it. And then, so we have a, we have lists. We've got books and books and lists and lists. And I'll just drop the name down on a list or I'll put a list in my phone. Um, sorry, I'll put, I've got a list. I've got another patron list in my phone <laughs> and I'll just drop the name in there. And then like, months later we'll be going through the list and we'll be like who's that person again and then you'll google it and you'll be like oh this is a really good case actually which no one's really done very mm-hmm. much so like you know like you like doing like the more lesser known ones as mm-hmm. well the obscure yeah i noticed that about your your episodes as well a lot of them i haven't heard of you really do you know because it must be get tough you know even with the whole world to choose from you know everybody's doing it now but I noticed I didn't recognize a lot of the names you were covering so that was really interesting so hey yeah. we like to these are good country. yeah yeah we obviously do the big ones as well but you know you'll do yeah I like the night stalker because that was one of, oh, that was one of my first ones I remember you know the big the big ones you know yeah it's all from America wasn't it even though yeah. there was we had our own serial killers oh we hear about the American ones yeah. and that was the big one I remember so you said that was good reliving that and it was the same with you when the, the thought of them climbing in the windows it was just you know you could just picture yourself there in the dark and this creepy person oh that mm-hmm. I've felt the same as you yeah can't answer it home invasion that, probably my biggest fear <laughs> didn't like that hi your home, oh, is the home in- sanctuary isn't it to have somebody just breaking while you're asleep oh. and you're the most vulnerable it's terrifying isn't yeah. it yeah that's awful that. and it went on a long I mean that was they did a lot didn't they <gasps> yeah yeah, yeah it was over a long time as well wasn't it Victory yeah, memories, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was a good one but the end was good I was a film a film off or I watched and it was like you you were getting more and more excited as you got towards the end and he's like look his pictures out there and they're starting to recognize them and I remember that in the film as well it was just it was so good I was like yes yeah. Thank it's, God. It's a brilliant ending. <laughs> Very exciting. It, it is. It could be a movie. It really yeah. could. And it just the excitement, I think, retelling it to you, you was like, that's it, you're doing the ending because mm. I was just so excited about this ending. ending. But I am now. Like, yeah. woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, so many times you research these cases and there's these, like, awful people that have killed multiple other innocent people and they just get captured at home you know it is it's a bit of an anti-climax but the <laughs> Ramirez case was oh yes <laughs> mob justice <laughs> that must have felt good it must have felt because they were all terrorized it must have felt good that they had a hand in it they did oh, that 100%. absolutely 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. citizens arrest on him <laughs> so could you possibly tell us which crime interests you the most that you've covered maybe uh-huh. I thought about this and oh, I don't know, it's difficult to pick one that interests me the most. Mm. But 
can I say instead the first one that I ever, like as a youngster, can yeah, I tell you the first one as well? Yeah. It was, I must have been about 14 when I first came. I think I was quite a sheltered life and I didn't really know about this. You know, you didn't hear really bubble. And then, did you, did you ever hear the American? I was fascinated with America. And did you hear of the National Enquirer like magazine? Yes. So I got that. I don't know whether it was weekly or monthly, but I had a stack of them. And I, um, I always got them. I loved them. And anyway... I was reading through one of them, and then there was when Jeffrey Dahmer was on trial. And I just remember him standing there with his blonde hair and his orange jumpsuit at the trial, and I was just fascinated. That was my first one, mm-hmm. my first like interaction with true crime. Before that, it was um, Taggart. That was my <laughs> that was my <laughs> <Yeah. crime. laughs> So that oh, was my wow. very first one. So that was what kind of got me. So Jeffrey Dahmer really piqued your interest. You wanted yeah, to, he did. That, that's when you decided, I want to find that more. Yeah. I think it was just because we, oh, you don't get that in this country, do you? You don't get, you know, in the cameras, in the courtrooms. It was just so different and so sensationalised, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. You can literally, like, watch bits of the trial on YouTube and stuff, can't you, for American yeah, trials? Yeah. But it's still closed over here, so it's, it's very secretive still, isn't it? I yes. remember watching the Johnny... Johnny Depp and I was Amber Heard case, and I was watching that. Wasn't I giving you all the updates? Because mm. you can just be like you're sitting in the courtroom watching it all unfold. Yeah, everybody was glued to their TVs for that one, weren't they? It was so always rushing home to watch the trial. <laughs> we still say, "Do you want to make a pint of wine?" <laughs> <laughs> I should imagine a mega pint of wine has gone into the um, local. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. That was brilliant. It's nice to follow a trial where someone hasn't been murdered, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means you can, you can have a bit of a giggle while you're watching it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was my first one. That was my first introduction to it, I think. Yeah, Dharma, it's such a massive case, wasn't it? And like you said, there's images of him in prison, like, sorry, yeah, in the prison. In the trial. Orange and Mm -hmm. handcuffs and obviously when it all come out of the heads in the fridge you know you name it yeah. it was literally just it was yeah the biggest case <laughs> it was yeah that was fascinating 14 is an impressionable age as well don't yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. 
<laughs> I remember what I was like when I was 14, I just wanted to know everything. You know, you, you get to an age where you're like, why didn't no one, this, this is what the adults read, you know? <laughs> Going to the adult section of the library and reading the loads of stuff that you've never been aware of before. Yeah. It, it is a curious time, I think. <laughs> I know. It's just something you've never seen before. Yeah. It's, this, it's just like, wow, what is this? So, yeah, yeah that was not the most what did you say favorite not my favorite but yeah. that was my first one that just yeah I was like wow this is interesting the curiosity. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah we all have one don't we that's why we like to ask that question everyone's got a different one as well it's quite strange because being as you think everyone would pick Dharma or everyone yeah. would pick Moore's murders and stuff everyone says a different one don't they mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just it's just what takes you interested and probably what age you are when it happens I think yeah of course um right so yes let me see so oh I was going to ask you actually that, that National Enquirer magazine that you said that you got mm-hmm. every week when you're a teenager am I right in thinking that's the one that reports things like Marilyn Monroe lives on Mars that yes it's the weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me <laughs> it was always UFOs it was just different it was america it was just like it was so different to what we i came from the back of beyond and it was just so different world i loved all that i mean i'm not interested i don't believe in aliens and all that but it just was (laughs) i've always wondered about that particular publication because it seems to have a mixture of what's true and what's obviously not true but then you do think to some people read it think it's all true (laughs) that's me that's me <laughs> okay, so Dharma killed all these men, blah blah blah, and Marilyn Monroe was seen in space. Hundred percent, both the same. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm there. <laughs> oh God, that would have been a bad magazine for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're impressionable enough. I oh, know. Right, take it away. <laughs> um. So I know you said you don't. You're not really a binge crime kind of a gal. But do you have do you have any like true crime recommendations like? Anything? Podcasts, films, docs, anything? So there, let me think. There was, it's not out yet actually, but I'm going to, it's the one thing I'm interested in watching. It's um between a production with Netflix and Spotify and it's a Lockerbie, the Lockerbie bombing they're going to be doing. Amazing. And we covered that in one of our episodes and I'm just curious what angle they go with that one, how they're oh, just, and obviously they'll have big budgets and it'll all be, you know, so it's quite yeah. that one. I'm looking forward to watching that one. Is Lockerbie um, in the vicinity of West Scotland? I know it's yes. in Scotland. It's yes. in your neck of the woods, is it? It's a wee uh, bit further south of me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, it's the West Coast. So yes, I'm biased to the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge place. I don't know how they're going to tackle that. that. You're right, that'll be interesting to see how they do tackle that. I know. Are they going to go with the victim side of it? Are they going to go? Just, yeah, I'm curious. That one, I'm interested in that one. So no. I don't have any other, <laughs> but if you like crime fiction, I'm your girl. <laughs> oh, really? I love crime fiction. Do I you? Everything Agatha Christie's ever written. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I she's fascinating as well. Oh, I like the, what books do I like? The, I like the police drama, the police kind of ones, but with a bit of humour in them. So mm-hmm. that make me laugh. Well, once I read them, um, just come across Denzel Myrick. And yeah, it's all he's fella you had on your podcast. Yes, yeah. I did, and I hadn't heard of him before that. I don't know how, but it's, I've read all his books now, and it's, I just it's funny, it's humour. I like a bit of laugh. You know, I could be reading it at night time in my bed, and then I just burst out laughing. <laughs> I love books. I love books that can make you laugh out loud. They're oh, quite uh, they're quite rare, aren't they? So yeah, that sounds like a treat. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. And it's Scottish as well. He's Scottish. He talks and like it's it's I can relate to it, so I love it. Denzel. Denzel Myrick. Myrick. I knew it began with an M, but that's as far as I got. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of books do you read then? You said you like Agatha Christie. Yeah, I'm reading all the James Bonds in sequence as well. Are you? Just for fun. Yeah, they're quite good. They're of their time. (laughs) Be prepared for a lot of misogynistic um, writing, but they're of their time. They're really good time capsules. I love them. I think they're brilliant. I think I've got two to go. I'm just finishing up The Man with the Golden Gun. Do you know? I don't think I've even watched all the films, all the Bond films. I don't really Never like mind the films. The books. No, not big fan of the films. No. The books are different. They're good. They're not very mm-hmm. long either. But um, books are yeah. better. Um, let me think. I used to, I used to love all the um the Harlan Coben ones. He does 
crime kind of stuff. I think he's an American writer, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You like you like reading as well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I enjoy reading, yeah. Mm. I do like a bit of, I like a thriller, mainly. Um, but when my anxiety is a bit hard, I go just back to a rom-com or keep it light, <laughs> keep it. Yeah, especially <laughs> since doing this, yeah. I haven't dived into the thrillers as much. <laughs> yeah. Have you either of you read um, In Cold Blood by Truman Capote? No, I don't believe so. No. Uh, I just, I did a, a, did something recently and I had to read that book for it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was saying I don't, it's, it's supposed to be true crime. It's supposed to be true. But um, it's very the the um, author was it was about it's about a murder that happened and uh, in Kansas in '59 and he was very um friendly with one of the murderers very friendly like I think very friendly and so he a lot of what he said was just lies it was just all his perceptions what he felt was you know it was all about his, it was his slant on everything so he was making you empathize with the murderers especially when he was friends with so it was very I think that's why I probably enjoyed it because it was it was fiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's they're saying it's based on true crime, but mm. it was a lot of it was fiction. <laughs> yeah, he was biased to, towards his friends when he voted down. Definitely biased. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, that's interesting. Is that a read? So. Yeah, it's really good, but it's just it's not victim focused at all. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. So, could you recommend a crime that nobody's heard of? Not very good at answering your question because it's not a crime. <laughs> it's not a crime that nobody's heard of, but it was one that I covered. It was the second case I covered, and it didn't have. I didn't have. It was. It's unsolved, and and it happened in 1983, and it. I didn't have a lot of coverage. Not a lot of people had heard of it. it hadn't obviously gone anywhere. It hadn't been solved, obviously. So I covered that, and what was really nice was the victim's family member got in touch and said that you know. It was they were happy, you know, they were happy with it, what I'd done, and I was accurate, and the detective working on it was happy with it. And since then, they have um, they've worked so hard, you know, they've determined that they were going to get it solved because it's you know coming up for forty years old, and they want it solved. So they've created a Facebook page. It's got you know they put posts on it with new updates all the time. They've been on Crime Watch. They've been the family members been on David Wilson's crime files so they've really really pushed to get it out there and get more people and um they've had so many leads that they've been they've just put something up recently about they're looking for somebody that um wore a Iron Maiden t-shirt and frequented a certain pub in Aberdeen regularly so they're looking for him just now and just just from that, just from them trying so hard and the push, 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 and they're getting some, they're getting somewhere. So that one, when is it's come from, you know, very small, and it's just, you know, the award, the rewards just escalated, and it's, I'm really pleased for them. They deserve, mm. they deserve all the publicity they're getting. That's really. That's that was George George Murdoch. That one was. <laughs> I haven't told you the name. <laughs> Your second episode, you said, so we'll be able to find yeah, it. Yeah, second episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so off the back was... of your podcast, it kind of reignited all the interest and... I don't know, because she hadn't done her Facebook page. She got in touch with me and said, you know, they were really happy and then they're, they're elderly, they're older. So mm-hmm. she said, you know, how do I set up? And I was like, oh, God, you're asking me how to set up a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, wow. she set it up and she's just gone from strength. It's gone from strength to strength. They're... Um, so I'm really chuffed for them. Oh, that's crossed. fantastic. You're so proud of yourself. That's oh, I don't think it's me. I just think they've worked so hard. You know, they've pushed and pushed and pushed and it's in the yeah. newspapers and I'm just pleased for them. Yeah, I am. So that was one that's got a lot more attention. Do you know so. what? You hear about this quite often now, don't you? Podcasters will dig, dig, dig in an unsolved case and it generates so much interest that it snowballs and sometimes mm-hmm. the case gets solved off the back of it. Sometimes yeah. it is just a little bit of, a little bit of social media, a little bit of bringing to people's attention. It's all it takes, and there'll be another clone. Bang, they've, okay. got, they've got it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. No, yeah. she still stays in touch with me, and she tells me, you know, they're, you know, they're doing, they're still getting a lot of leads in. So, just fingers crossed. Oh, that's out of this world. That is mm. absolutely out of this world. What a fantastic thing to come out of just doing a podcast episode. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's nice to be in touch with, you know, family members as well, isn't it? 
just a wee hey. say that you're, you're patting the head now and again that you're all right you're doing okay <laughs> yeah we got one for the andrew's brevic episode didn't we from a family member oh and that was really yeah it was lovely it was just nice wasn't it, it is just a bit of a pat on the back and that was carol's or carol's hard work she'd done amazing there and it was yeah it was lovely that is good it was it makes it worth it's not what you're looking for but it just gives you that we yeah i'm doing all right yeah absolutely because like you say sometimes when you are recording and stuff you you do worry that this is you're talking about somebody's life somebody the worst day of somebody's life aren't you and you want to make sure you're getting the tone correct you want to make sure you're factually correct you're not you know messing up what happened or anything you know you do want to give it your best I do like we both do don't we we're really conscientious and um we you know it is nice to know that all that hard work and everything has landed exactly how you want it to land yes definitely yeah yeah that's so amazing I'm blown away by that I'm literally blown away (laughs) that's so good (laughs) um so I think I think we're down to last question well not the last question but we've got a couple of extras um do you have any local crimes or murders? Oh, I keep banging. Sorry. That's all <laughs> I keep right. hearing the banging. Is it me? <laughs> what am I doing? Probably me. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I have the, there was a crime recently. Well, it wasn't recently. It was like a, maybe about a year ago now. It was local. It um, was to young two young adults were accused of murdering another young adult and they're up on trial for murder obviously and my sister was on the jury wow and what was interesting about that obviously she couldn't see anything at the time but what was interesting was you know following it what the newspapers were saying every day you know from the trial and then she so we were all you know that's all what we had to go on what the jury what the um the newspapers were saying and then after you know at the end of the trial only one of them was found guilty of manslaughter and the other one was you know let off and um the jury online were just slated because going by what the newspapers had said they were like we don't understand how they couldn't have found them both guilty what the hell's wrong with the jury yeah but after the trial my sister could say well let me really tell you what actually happened in the court who actually appeared in the court what they actually said so she told me so much more and from that you were like oh okay well now i get it but unless so it just went to show that you know you can't you can't the newspapers aren't going to tell you everything or the truth, but but that was quite interesting. You know, like I say, you're only you can only go with what they're told, telling you at the time, and you're like, why would they let them off? Why would they not get them both for murder? Mm. But um, so that was quite interesting, seeing a different, you know, seeing the angle afterwards. She it's was she was so upset. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because it was only a couple of days ago that that nurse Lucy Letby was um, convicted of seven. I think she was. Um, I think. It was out of 12, she got convicted of seven or something. And it does make you wonder, you do think, why did the jury make that decision? Because if just sitting back, I've never done jury service, you'd think, well, if she's guilty of one, she's guilty of all of them, because yeah. why would she not? But but unless you're sitting on that jury and listening to evidence day in, day out, you really can't judge, not yeah. at all. Um, but sometimes you do get the verdicts come back and you're like, how on earth are they letting yeah. these people off? There's so much evidence. But like you say... All we know is what is reported on. Exactly. Yeah. That was really fascinating because she got she got really not just her, obviously they didn't know who they were, but the jury got really slated, right? You know, see how they would like it if I stabbed them and all that really bad. And she was like, God, no, we wouldn't. You know, if there was evidence, we wouldn't have let them go. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that was it. Was really interesting when she wow. explained, you know, why, what, you know, what really happened in court. So mm-hmm. that was quite yeah, a different side to it. Have you ever been called up for jury service? No, I've never. I was so jealous. Yeah, me too. I'd love to be called. Have you, Lauren? No, never. No. Got a murder one as well. I was like, you little bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Really, yeah, really high profile case. Wow. Yeah. It must take it out of you, though. It must be, yeah. Yeah, she was. She was. It wasn't, yeah. She didn't, even though she's, you know, she's, she watches the document, true crime documentaries, and she's interested in true crime. She wouldn't have. She didn't want that. No. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. No way. 
So yeah, that was what. But did that answer the question? Yeah, it did. It is interesting. I think the whole jury and, yeah. and make their decisions and whatnot. It's something we haven't really discussed before on the podcast, no. isn't it? Yeah. There was a pro. Wasn't there a program? I've always been, you know, curious what happens in the jury room and all that. And like I say, I've never been on it. But there was a program. Was it called an Australian one? Recently, was it thirteen or something like that? Mm-hmm. And it was about the jury. It was literally followed the jury. You were in the room with them, and you didn't get the court. You just got what was happening in the room with them, and that was really good because you're not hearing everything in the court. You're only going with what they're talking about. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's what happens. Insight, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. There was something I'd say about ten years ago, maybe on Channel Four, that he invited you to become a juror. Um, on the telly so they would do the case how you would in a trial and then you had to determine if the, the suspect was guilty or not guilty and I think it was over a couple of episodes and I got the wrong straight away I was like yeah he's guilty no I was completely wrong once you that once they then and then I think the last episode was them explaining the case and why he was innocent and how that came to be it was really again another great insight on works. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details also um we've we've had a couple of policemen on the podcast before and they'll say you know it takes so much work on behalf of the police to bring a case Mm -hmm. to court and then for the cps to allow it to go to court it has to be watertight and he says it's just so frustrating on behalf of the police. They put all this work in, and then some clever defence lawyer will just get someone off. And he said it is soul destroying because you think that's not to say that everyone who goes to court is guilty, because of course they're not. But there must be a ton of evidence for them to even get their day in court. Exactly. What he was saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it must be. It must be because you, you know, you get you, you know. Sometimes you just know, and like you say, the defence will they'll just they'll get them off on something, and there's. Yeah. The police have gone to all that work and they've tried and the family's there. The family have got to sit through that for it to not, you know, turn out the way it should. Yeah. It must be awful. You know, it's yeah. just a big letdown, but that's what the juries are for, isn't it? They can only go with what they're given. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'd be a crack juror. I'm so easily swayed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so easily swayed. <laughs> I'd think like I'm not guilty, and then yeah. somebody else would be. No, I think they're innocent. I go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then someone's going to guilty. I go, yeah. You know, I'm just, I am so fake. It's ridiculous. I'm bad. I know I would never be picked because of that. <laughs> I'm yeah. exactly the same. I'm really oh, bad yeah. as well. Flip flopper. <laughs> yes, me. Yes. 
that's a great word, Don. Yeah, my flip flopper too. <laughs> I'm stubborn in my approach. If I think it what it is, I'm like, no, this is it. There's yeah. no deterring. It's this. That's what you need on it as a juror. Somebody who's we need to stick their guns. I think not just <laughs> flip floppers like us. <laughs> like, come with me. I'll show you the way. <laughs> and we'd be with you as well, <laughs> following you blindly. Yeah. <laughs> um. What one? So, can you recommend us a case to cover in the future, Dawn? Is this one that I've already covered, or one I think would Any, be anything? anything. We would... Yeah, I think so because we um, our new series is going to be um, UK-based crimes. So, last series was around the world. This series is we're home. We're not away. We're back. So, yeah, we'd um, yeah. Have you got any? You got a good Scottish case? You Maybe. think? You think? God. To be honest, I've already got about three Scottish cases on my. Well, list. Tell me what you've got, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'll agree <laughs> I've with. Got, you. I've got Peter Tobin and uh, Bible John. Well, I've done Bible John, and yeah, that was good. Oh, what about Peter Manuel? Because I haven't covered Peter Manuel, and I'd like to know more about that. Okay, okay we'll give it a go. Can you? Yeah, I like that about one. What he's done? There's. What I killed? What what's he done? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he killed. He killed people. <laughs> no, he's um. I don't know a lot about it. I watched a TV. Do you know um? What's his name? Him that was in. What's it? The Thin Blue Line. Um, the wee lad, the wee Scottish lad. Yeah. You know who I mean? Can't remember his name. Martin Com Compton. He was in it. He played the bad guy. He played the Peter Manuel in the film. With him oh. from Shetland, you know the that guy from Shetland, Douglas Henshaw. He was the detective in it. Ah. So anyway, so I've watched that, and it was. Oh, he murdered. He murdered. Do you think he murdered? I'm sure he murdered a, a woman and his and her daughter. He murdered a few people. I can't remember. I can't remember. He's oh. an American Scottish serial killer. Yes. Who was convicted of murdering seven seven people across the Lanarkshire and southern Scotland. It's right up your street, Dawn, in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew I'd like it. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. I don't have to do that one now. I can just like, tell everybody to come, go and listen to you guys. <laughs> wow. He looks like a right teddy boy and he's yeah. Yeah. Shot. He's got the real creamed hair and all that. Yeah. Right. Thank you for the tip. Watch, We're on it. Watch this face. <laughs> There's another one. What was that? There's another one I haven't covered, but I probably will. It's... um. It was the murder of Susan Pilly, and she and I know that one. He I can't remember the guy's name. David can't remember his name. The murderer, but he um my gran actually told me about that one because he gave the he went on a wild goose chase with the police. They, they drove all around the Highlands and all over the place, you know, to lead them a wild goose chase, pretending that they never found the body. Oh no! And he. She's. Oh, she said that the police were stupid, thinking that he'd, he'd dumped it somewhere else before he did that, and then just took them all over the place so mm. that they wouldn't know where he'd hid it. But yeah, that one. That okay. one's quite interesting. Um, David Gilroy. That's the one. Yeah. You're good at this. You should have a true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I'm not like he was a bookkeeper. Oh, way. Nineteen seventy two. Yeah. That's when she was born. Oh, when she was born. Yeah, and she died in twenty ten. Oh, quite recent. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's another one of them cases where he won't admit where he's buried her. Yes, it is. Yeah, because I think they had the I like these ones where there's um an outcome, like you know, I'm sure they did a Suzanne's Law, like yeah. they did in England or was something so so that they can't get unless they tell you where the body is, um, they can't get out of prison. Which is all fine and well, but what happens if it's a miscarriage of justice and they actually didn't do the murder? That's a bit, that's you know, a double-edged sword there for that one. Yeah, it is a worry. It is yeah. a worry. I think there is a caveat in it, so it's not okay. set in stone precisely, but it has come into law. But yeah. but when you've got, like, we covered the case of Danielle Jones, who was a young, like, young girl who was um, killed in uh, where we live in Essex. And um, the man who was convicted of her murder, he's never disclosed where he buried her. But the evidence they found in his house, there's no way he didn't do it. So mm -hmm. I think throw the book at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, absolutely. But but yeah, yeah it depends. I think it's on a case by case basis. 
which is as it should be, I suppose. Just in yeah. case there is that misco- that that mm-hmm. doubt, that element of doubt. Yeah, I know. As soon as they said that, that was where my mind went went because I've covered a few miscarriages of justices, and oh, God, that's scary. Imagine being in prison for a crime you didn't commit, and then you can't get out because you won't admit to it. Terrifying, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, there's nothing yeah. To do about it. You can never. Yeah, it's oh. horrible. Really horrible. Definitely. So, Dawn, your podcast has been going for about two years now. It has, yes. Yeah. So, um, how do you see it progressing? What does um, what does the future hold for Scottish murders? I think I'd quite like to do branch out of Scotland. <laughs> no, I'd quite like to cover. I'm hoping to cover um, a couple of cases of Scottish people that were murdered abroad, because we've co- come across a few. Uh, CrimeCon, we go there with um, David Swindle works with a few, so I'd quite like to do it. There's Kirsty Maxwell and there's a Jean Hanlon. I'd quite like to work with both of them, their families, and see if we could do something. Mm. So that's what I'd like to do. That's good. I don't know. Something, yeah, I like to just do different things now and again. Yeah, like you say, you've got the Scottish Digest as well, haven't you? So Yeah, I've got that too. Variation there, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, would you ever consider going on a visual platform as well, like YouTube channel? No, yeah, I don't. No, you. I like to stay behind the microphone. I'm not mm. good out front um, at all. <laughs> I don't have the confidence. I'm quite. Con- I'm all right behind the microphone, but nah, that's not for me. I like to stay hidden. <laughs> we, we're similar, aren't we? We we toyed with it, but then we was like, oh, we have to put makeup on every time we yes. record, and I can't be bothered to do that. Yes. I mean, it it's looks great, fun. doesn't it? When you watch these these people doing it, it's amazing, and yeah. you know, it's engaging and all that, but. No, same as you. You'd have to get done up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we usually call the first thing on a Sunday, and it's just like it's a bun in the hair and last night's yeah, mascara. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. No, we won't inflict that on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after your party, if you have parties on a Saturday, on a Saturday as well, yes, you'll not be wanting not to go on camera. <laughs> <today. laughs> Although if that's you looking rough, God. You're not bad. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> An hour ago, it was touch and go. <laughs> I may have to be called this lying down with a bucket. <laughs> You've sweated it all out now. Yeah, I've sweated it all out now. Yes, Just as well as hot, isn't it? Get it all out of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Don, can you tell our listeners, have you got a Patreon? Where mm. they can find you? Yeah, I do have a Patreon. Um... It's just at Scottish murders, mm-hmm. but um, there's not. I don't really do. Do you do Patreon? Yeah. Do you? Do you have a lot of episodes on that as well? It's growing because we only put one out every other week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's growing. We've got nearly forty on there now, haven't we? Yeah. So okay. It's a bit of a. It's it's nice to put it out there just because sometimes I mention the lists. There are huge lists of cases that we want to cover, and there's not enough time on the main mm-hmm. channel. And um, so if it's a smaller case, we'll be like, oh, great, we'll whack it on Patreon. Yeah. Because you don't have to do a mega long in-depth case on Patreon. It's maybe like half an hour, 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. and the lesser known ones, so they're quick and easier to research. And we quite enjoy our Patreon, don't we? I like our Patreon. Yeah, Yeah, and it's just like the weird and wonderful as well. We can have a bit of a laugh on there. Yeah. It's less heavy, so I'll just Mm -hmm. do all reincarnation. You've done Bigfoot. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've done Bigfoot. Yeah. And, and UFOs, Dawn, sorry. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> right up my <laughs> street. <laughs> what do you do? On, what, what sort of stuff do you put on your Patreon? When I first started, I had Patreon and it was different things as well. I did like one, it was a dog death bridge where there was the dogs were, you know, they get to a certain point in a bridge and then they jump off and they were dying. But um, okay. I just released. It wasn't doing very well, so I just released everything out and never did anything again. Yeah. It's just yeah. if you want to support me on Patreon, then that, yay. But <laughs> you won't get any extra content, so it's... <laughs> no, it's, <been> <laughs> it's all out there now. <laughs> oh, well, you do all this for free, Dong. Like, you give your time, you give your research up, and obviously it's a way of just supporting you, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, just a wee, a wee support every now and again is nice, isn't it? Even to just get another microphone, like the upgrade that you've got. Yeah, yeah, it costs money. That is true. Yeah, you see, all cost money. Someone support Dong for a microphone. There you yes, go. please support me. I need a new microphone. Go for me, Dong. Microphone. <laughs> 
Um, so, George, you fancy playing a little game before we sign off? Oh, my God, yes. Go on. You know your fellow Scots woman, uh, Gail Porter? Mm-hmm. So we, we was lucky enough for me to interview her last year, and um, mm-hmm. she's such a lovely woman. She's she's properly funny as well. And um, she she told us about this game called Meet, Marry, Murder. Yeah. Okay. So, but she says it in an amazing like I was waiting accent. For you to do it. Oh, come on, Thank Murder. That's it. So <laughs> it sounds so much better that way. And um, so <laughs> what we do is we'll pick three people that you've discussed during today's episode, and you need to decide whether you'd like to meet that person, marry that person, or murder that person. So are you up for the challenge? Yes. Yeah. Let's bring let's bring this bad boy home. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to um, tell you all the stuff because I always get it wrong. We're going to bring three names. You've just got to pick one for each category. Meet, marry, and murder. Yeah? Yeah. Are you doing these, mate? Yes. I can so, do that. We've got Denzel Marik. 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 Jeffrey Dahmer. And Truman Capote. Capote. Oh, okay. And I already know mine then. Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, be meet? Murder, oh, me. Oh, okay. No, me. do murder first, that's fine. Murder, Truman Capote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> meet Jeffrey Dalmore and marry Denzel Myrick. Oh, sounds like it worked out. That's cool. I like it. Now go on, what would you do? <sighs> I think I used, this is why I flip flop I am. I wasn't going to say that, but now you've done that, I'm like, yeah, I think I'll do the same. I'm murdering Dharma. I was going to do murder I'm Dharma. meeting Truman, and I'm obviously marrying Denzel. Mm. Denzel's got good and done good, doesn't he? But he sounds like a funny guy, and we all like a good sense of humour, yes, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> and crime fiction. Yes, exactly. So, so would you do the same, Carol? Uh, no, I'd, pick, I'd copy you. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It would be interesting to meet Jeffrey Dahmer, especially if he was in a chatty mood. Yeah, it would be a once in a lifetime, um, you yeah. know, opportunity to talk to a real life serial killer. Yeah, oh, yeah. my first serial killer. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just really I can't like... can't pass that opportunity up. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, it just gives me such the creeps. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I can't handle him. He's another one on my list all night. I'm like, no, it was them glasses, the glasses, wasn't it? He wore these big bottles. It was serial killer glasses he had on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Dawn, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Yay. Thanks for giving up your Sunday afternoon, babe. Yeah, you yeah. too. I'm glad you're feeling better. Pleasure. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on Blue Murder Talks. Yeah, it's been um, fun. We're going to hit stop. Don't go anywhere. Do you want, oh, do you want to say bye to everyone first of all? Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye.